Hi, this is Bob Shaw. You're listening to Top Shelf Hockey. All things hockey, all the time. All right, Mark, thanks so much for coming on. Haven't talked to you in so long. Uh, haven't even done an episode in a month. So it's been, uh, it's just been crazy. But, you know, I had uh, a good dinner. Got some Indo-Chinese food, which is hilarious. You got to try some. It's like Chinese food, but you put, like, Indian spices and flavor in it just to give it an extra kick. And uh, That's great. Right. That's great. And, uh, yeah, so I'm ready to go. Uh, lots to cover. I mean, I, I talked to you at the start of the season. Um, and since then, uh, things have gone pretty downhill for the Canucks. Um, just an all-in-all terrible season. Um, I, I think the mood around here is just – uh, amongst fans and reporters, everyone just wants the season to be over because you saw what happened this, the other day, right? Vertanen's on leave, uh, potentially assaulting somebody. So uh, he's on leave. They just come, they came back from COVID. Um, they had a nice couple games against the Leafs, but after that, they're back to their, their normal selves. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about the Canucks and the Leafs. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I just want to, like, you know, regarding the Canucks, like, it's just been one just season of just battle luck. Like, you guys started the year, I'm sure you remember, like, you guys played so many games in so few days, and then you were supposed to get, like, a uh, like a, a, a strength of schedule for the second half of the year because you guys were supposed to get more off days and and uh, more time, more practice time for the boys, and COVID just screwed you up. So it really, it really, like, it just it sucks for you guys straight up. It's just been a season of battle luck. And look at Pedersen right now, the injuries and – it just, it's really been just rough. You know what I mean? Like it, the beginning of the year, like, like I said, like remember all those games and so many different, remember you guys play like seven more games in like half the division. And then like you guys got, and then COVID, you didn't play for 24 days. So like it really messed yeah, you no, up. Yeah, no, you're, you're hundred percent right, man. Uh, I remember when, when the schedules first came out, I was actually looking forward to this because the, the way the kind of schedule was set up was we had all these uh, away games in the, in the earlier part of the year. And then when, uh, you know, I remember looking at it going, okay, well, when the crunch time comes, we're going to have a lot of home games, a lot of, you know, much better schedules. That's when teams are going to be fighting for playoff spots. It'll help us down the road. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, they started off on a bad foot. They maybe sort of got their foot, foot footing going a little bit. Um, and then, you know, they were injuries and, uh, you know, again, not playing well. And then, obviously, the COVID thing took them out for a couple uh, weeks. And, uh Obviously, now I think everyone's just playing out the season, um, but that's where the Canucks are at. It's it's not it's not uh, too positive here, but at the same time, I think a lot of people are looking forward just to a new season on a clean slate and just forgetting about this one. And yeah, hopefully with some fans, eh? Absolutely. Now you want to talk about that? I think uh, you know you mentioned it earlier, and I I agree. Uh, it's looking pretty terrible uh, here. Uh, I don't know when fans are going to come back. Uh, you know, I, I was telling one of my other buddies. Um, Ever since the government said, uh, you know, if you sacrifice Thanksgiving, Christmas will be better. Ever since they said that lie, I don't trust anything getting better anytime soon. I, I remember at the time going like, you know, like because last summer things went back to normal here, right? We had restaurants open again. The Canucks were in the playoffs. Things were great. Everyone was heading to the lake, the beach. Uh, and then uh, the sort of the second wave sort of happened and then it got bad. And then this one, this wave right now is pretty bad. But, you know, it's it's I don't want to get political, but it's just unfortunate because all this could have been prevented if they'd banned international travel a long time ago. And, uh, you know, we would have been, you know, free to move and free to do everything else. But uh, that's just the situation we're in. Obviously, the vaccines are a catastrophe in terms of people getting them. Um, <laughs> don't even get me started. Um, yeah. On your note, like, I don't either want to get into political views, but I think we're seeing eye to eye in these political views. Um, 
Yeah, a hundred percent. Like there could have been a lot to uh, a lot of a lot of mistakes were made, but you know what? It's okay. We learn from our mistakes, and uh, let's not get into too into the political views here. But I definitely agree with you. And um, listen, the, the, what frustrates me the most is when I see Arizona and I see Nashville and I see every team in the every team in the NHL now besides San Jose in the states and I think yeah. Chicago. Everybody has fans, and like Arizona, like has like eight thousand fans now almost, and 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 Nashville seven thousand. I'm like. There's going to be barns that have 10,000, like, I think in the playoffs, like, New York's in New York's going to be up to 25% capacity on May 19th. Like, I think the NHL, like, I'm saying Canada, I think, like, if I, I this is what I think. You can tell me if I'm wrong. I know I'm a little bit all over the place. But mm-hmm. regarding, like, the Canadian teams here for a second, like, I think if there's one place they can have fans for the playoffs, if there would be, it'd be Alberta. Like, if they bubbled in Alberta for the first two rounds, there can be some fans there, I, I think. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's definitely interesting, and and no, you're 100 percent right. Um, I remember it was just so funny because I think Arizona was one of the first teams actually to bring back fans, even yeah. at like the very beginning of the year. So it was just weird seeing like uh, a goal by uh, you know a Coyotes player and he's seeing uh, uh, the goal horn go off, and obviously, uh, you know, I've I've always been again. I, uh, traditionally, I wasn't a fan of hockey in Arizona, but you know what? If they're getting eight thousand fans in a COVID year, uh, clearly things are and, yeah, they're they're... Even, and they're not even a good team. So I mean, it's just. Um, yeah, uh, you know, obviously Florida's insanely, you know, I mean, obviously Tampa's a good team, um, but you know, with the boat parades and everything, I mean, they got fans and you're right. Everyone. I, I remember talking to a guy who's from uh, North Carolina, uh, again, not a big hockey market, but they've got, uh, hurricanes fans have been in, in the buildings for a long time. They're minor league teams for the, for the Carolina hurricanes in North Carolina. Uh, they're spelled they're, they're, you know, getting lots of at least, you know, five, 7,000 fans in the building. It's an exciting time. Um, the only reason I'm not a little bit too disappointed is because the Canucks are so bad, but you're right. I think, um, I think it's pretty terrible. I, I, I would like to see some fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like on your point, exactly. Like it would be really be nice. Like if the Leafs win the cup this year, like you're telling me there's not going to be a parade. Like, <laughs> I, like <laughs> I just like, that's, that's what I think. I, and on your point, like, yeah, regarding Arizona for 10 seconds, I haven't, I love them happens to be, I like small, like they're like, my team B in a sense, like obviously I'm a Lee fan, like a diehard, yeah. but like if I have to go for any other team. I love, uh, I just think regarding the Arizona hockey situation, like, like what you touched on prior to what I just said, like the reason why Arizona is there and the reason why it's never leaving is for, for one reason. And it's Austin Matthews. And they're just not going to leave because of that. You can't leave. Look at him. It's just crazy. You can't. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And uh, you know, it's it's it. All these new kids are coming out of Arizona. You know, like exactly last year's. Exactly. Uh, I can't remember if it was last year's draft or the year before, but they had all these American players get selected. And you know, you expect them from the traditional, you know, like your traditional American markets. You know, the Michigans and the Minnesotas and Massachusetts. But then you got kids coming out from like um, Scottsdale, Arizona, which is Matthews' hometown, and you're thinking, yeah, like oh my god. And obviously, I gotta give uh, I gotta give our boy Biz Nasty a huge shout out. His oh yeah, he's, he's got the number it one is. podcast in hockey and. They are selling Arizona hockey well. I mean, all the players are moving there. You know, you got uh, you got uh, a lot of old retired players and like guys that we used to watch. Uh, you know, Taylor Pyatt and uh, Eddie Lax down there. Eddie Lax actually a real estate agent down there. He completely changed his career. Um, and you know, you know uh, what? Uh, uh, yeah, like sorry, sorry to interrupt you for ten seconds. You know who else is down? Um, I'm saying obviously, like a lot of the players are moving down there, but like donors really, he's really created that whole movement down there. Like seriously, yep. like. It's unbelievable, and he's really he now he joined the Yotes organization. Like it looks good. Like he's gonna provide some stability there. Like I know I don't know if you read the Athletics article uh, a couple months ago on Arizona. Um, it was I, I I I have a little 
I just like them because I like the small market team. The Athletic like reported how like things are going. Tr- like it's terrible there and it's terrible to work there. But Donor just got hired. I'm like, I think he's going to stabilize that organization big time. And they have, they have a great coach. Talk, it's a great coach. And uh, like like you said, like a, it's 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 a target for retired players. And you should know, by the way, Arizona is the fastest growing hockey market in the states. So oh, yeah. that's something ASU's else you should know. hockey program. And again, oh, yeah. this, is, this sounds completely crazy when you think about it. A, like, because you know, you, you don't think of hockey, you think of Arizona, but the ASU program down there uh, does tremendously well. They're one of the you know the one of the better teams um, yeah. in the Big Ten or whatever. Uh, probably got the college hockey thing wrong, but all I know is that there's <laughs> a huge market down there. Uh, yeah, and also, by the way, I was referring to when I said highest-growing state, I mean minor hockey as well. Like, it's it's legit. Like, like I'm talking, like, boys minor hockey, girls minor hockey. It's really – it's amazing. Um, I, I actually have a good buddy that plays down there. Like, this is the benefit of playing there, right? So he plays for the Arizona – he plays for, he plays for the Arizona uh, Junior Coyotes, right? He plays for the Junior okay. Coyotes. So, like, he's playing down there, right? He's playing, he's playing AAA. Like, his coach is Steve Sullivan. Like, that's wow. unbelievable. So, like – like that's that's the that's the benefits of playing in a place like Arizona. Like Steve Sullivan's going to coach you. Like Shane Doan's son, Josh, who's who's in the USHL now, playing for the Chicago Wolves. He's actually on. He was he was a teammate of Josh Doan, and like there are a bunch of guys. Like he he didn't pan out. Like he's a, he's a, he's a great player, but he just I don't know. He just never injuries and just like whatever it is. But there are guys in his team that went to the USHL, that went to NCAA, that went to the CHL. So. It's really amazing, and I, I got it. You know what? I know we don't love Gary uh, Bettman, but uh, give him some. He's done some pretty good things. Like I want, we want to get to these TV deals later. But like Arizona, I'm telling you, man. Like I don't like like you said. There's they're selling eight thousand tickets a night, and they're producing minor hockey talent, and they're the fastest growing minor hockey talent in the in, in the league in in the states. Um, and they're also another point I want to bring up is they're building ranks. Like they are building ranks there. Like really, I wow. see it all the time. My friends, again, I have a good friend that lives there. He's sending me links. Like I think AS for Arizona's work, the, the coyotes are working on a new uh, rank. They get, they got to move a little bit because they're in um, Glendale. They want to centralize a little bit more between Phoenix and Scottsdale. And uh, I think, I believe ASU is building a new beautiful complex. I'm not sure if you heard about that because you brought them up. No, I did not hear about that, but that doesn't surprise me. And actually, it's funny you mentioned uh, before we get onto the TV deals. I just want to add one more thing about these uh, practice facilities. Some of these American teams, they've got incredible practice facilities. You know, the Canucks don't even have a practice facility. We practice really. I didn't know that. They, I did not they know practice, that. They practice at the rink, and then um, I think they do training camp. The last few years, they've been doing it at UBC. Uh, sometimes they're up in. Uh, uh, they like to have their prospect camp. I remember back in the days to have prospect camps up in Penticton, which is a beautiful location. Um, but they don't have a regular practice rink. And I remember right. the Leafs were one of the first Canadian teams yep. to get one. Um, mm-hmm. The so... Leafs actually had training camp in Halifax, by the way, you should know. They did, they've did. they been doing that for a bunch of years, which is nice. You go down to Atlanta, Canada, have a training yeah. camp there. Um, you know, the fans get to meet the players. You know, the players give away, like, twigs and stuff. It's really nice. No, that's fantastic. I think it's great. I mean, you know, obviously you see the, the Jays travel all across the country to do that, so – it's good to see the uh, the NHL teams do that. Yeah. But all right, let's get to the TV deals. I know you want to bring that up, so why don't I don't know. I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember the TV deals happened kind of like a couple months ago. So I'm gonna rely on you to kind of bring that up. Okay. So I wanted. To, so okay. So what I heard, I heard a couple different things. Um, I heard first of all that they their goal was to pull in about. Uh, I I I heard their goal was to pull in about. 700 million or 800 or like 700 yes that's what the goal was um 
And uh, and the new G- so I want to talk about the deals for a couple reasons. First of all, a round of applause for Gary Bettman, right? Because get because Gary Bettman uh, like really did a good job. Because like you have to remember, it's a COVID year, and I was actually listening on on uh, Spit and Chicklets. Another shout out to Biz Nasty here and the boys and Wit. But uh, I was listening on Chicklets, and they brought this up because they were talking about the TV deal. The reason why I'm like proud of the NHL for what they did is because do you know what that you know what the NFL got? Do you know what the uh, NFL got? No, I don't know what they got. Okay, so the NFL got. I want you. Uh, you know what? I want you to guess. Okay, uh, the NFL has signed a ten-year deal through 2020, 2032, I believe it is. Um, guess how much they got in total? Yeah, well, so if you're saying we got around close to six hundred, seven hundred million, I want to say for ten years, the NFL probably put in like somewhere around like six billion, maybe. <laughs> Bob, a little higher. Uh. Well, it's double. It'll go four, twelve or fourteen billion. A hundred and four billion dollars for ten years. For ten years. Wow. No, that's, that's 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 insane. And also, you, I do want to give Gary a shout out because you're right. There's a there's a really good documentary for hockey. It was like behind the scenes of the 1997 eight, 98 season, like the year Thornton went first overall. It's all behind the scenes, the management side. The Oilers almost relocated to like uh, Houston. Uh, yeah. literally they were like days away. Like they, they show you like the deadline, like March 14th, 98 or something. They just survived. Uh, Gary's on the, uh, he's in there and he's, he's actually on parliament Hill telling the government how they need help. And, uh, they're talking about how they, they're trying to get a U.S. TV deal. And at the time, Gary looks into the camera. He's like, you know what? We don't have a TV deal in the U S and one day we'll come. So we went from a league like that to now getting this kind of attention. Obviously right. the other thing is I, I did see a little bit. I think now they're going to start playing NHL games on, uh, on TNT. And, okay, uh, I'm getting ESPN. there. Yeah, yeah. So, that's where I was you know, going. These are, this is huge. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. So yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, so okay. So the NHL is pulling off uh, on an annual season six hundred and fifty million dollars from their new TV deal from the US, um, which is fantastic. In total, four hundred million from ESPN and two hundred and fifty from Turner Sports, which is TNT. Um, they're gonna ESPN's ESPN's got the major package. They got four of the next Stanley Cups. They'll have one conference final each year, and they'll also have half the NHL's playoff packages. And um, on that note, regarding the ESPN deal, which is huge, is that they'll have it on ESPN Plus as well. Like the, so what I wanted to get to, which is, I think, a vital part of the NHL deal and why, got, again, we're giving Gary a lot of credit and giving him a lot of love. But you know what? Sometimes he deserves it. Um, honestly, like, you know, something I know, uh, like, like hockey fans and football fans are the most similar. And that's why, if you notice in the States, a lot of football fans – are becoming hockey fans. And I'm not, I'm now it's because it's a very similar team-oriented sport. Now, what's in, in a lot of play, like in, Al, in, in Alabama or Clemson or Kentucky, these type of college towns, right? Yeah. So what what do they have on their team? Like, what are the, what's their TV provider? ESPN. So why would they ever buy NBC, right? Exactly. Because NBC has golf, racing, and hockey. So why would they ever buy it? And hockey is never on ESPN Sports Center. There's never recognition. So the fact that Gary got ESPN to come back in the game. And now, uh, now I don't know if Stephen A. Smith's going to be talking about it a little bit, but it's just, I don't know if you saw that thing, uh, the video of him, Stephen Zaylis. It was amazing. I don't know. Uh, he, whatever. He doesn't know much, but it was very funny. Um, but just to have hockey back on ESPN so that a guy, uh, some dude who's living in Alabama and is watching football and there's no football that night. So there's an NHL game and goes to watch, I don't know, Nathan McKinnon on TV. And he's like, holy cow, this is fun to watch. You're going to get those type of guys hooked. That's, what I think the main logic from Gary's standpoint was, which is so, so smart and so important. 
that he got ESPN and he got TNT. These are two primary sports um, channels in the States that everybody has because everybody's watching football and basketball. And that's what football and basketball are on. They're on ESPN and TNT. And the fact that Gary not only got a great, good, great, uh, he got great cash for it. He just also, he's, it's going to be, so, it's going to be accessible to everybody in America because everybody's got ESPN. Everybody's got TNT. So hockey's going to be on all over the place. And sports center is going to be running McDavid Matthews, Crosby McKinnon, Ovechkin. And these type of guys are going to be all over sport sports center and hockey's just going to grow from that. And, I just think it's amazing, and Gary deserves a big round of applause. Seriously, it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, you're you're 100% right. Um, ESPN is the most successful one there, uh, and so the fact that we're going to be on there is, is tremendous. I, also, the, the growth part of hockey in the U.S. is going crazy. And you look at, uh, I think right now the league is about 30% American, second highest, um, and uh, they're saying that in about, I want to say 10, 15 years, I was close to 15 years, they they might give us a good run for our money, like in terms of the league might be closer to uh, evenly. There might be an equivalent amount of Canadians and Americans because the U.S. HL system is really good. Their national development program is really good. College yeah. hockey is booming. Uh, Arizona it seems to be a a really gold mine. So it's a hot spot. Yeah, a hot it's spot it's now. it's absolutely insane. ASU, I did not, you know, I, I had to, you know, I had to look at it twice to make sure I looked at the right tweets. <laughs> I did not, yeah, 100%. I did not think ASU would be Arizona State because. You know, and then it said Sun Devils, and I thought, oh, my God, no way. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, the NHL – well, the truth is, Canada, I think Rogers is paying – like, I think Rogers is paying around $400 million or $500 million also per year to the NHL. Uh, they, made, they signed a contract through 2026, a 12-year deal um, that started in 2014, $5.2 billion. Um, so they also, the NHL did well there too. Obviously it's Canada. And as you know, specifically this year, they're through the roof, uh, ratings, but yeah. So you like, obviously they know that the, the game is always gonna be growing in Canada with the population growing, but it's just great to see in the States. And I, I'm very excited. And you know, me as a Leaf fan, I just pray that the cap could freaking go up. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. No, we, I think, um, I, I do think the cap needs to go up. <clears throat> For us, um, also, you I, I forgot to mention this earlier. You mentioned how if the Leafs win the cup or do very well this year, there are definitely going to be parades and people are not going to listen to the lockdowns. Trust me, we experienced that last year in Vancouver when the Canucks were moving on the playoff rounds. People were partying, uh, you know, on the streets in different uh, suburbs, and uh, I don't think there was anything big downtown, but definitely in the suburbs, uh, you know, people were celebrating and it was, it felt like 2011 again, you know, it was, it was really oh, good yeah. to see. And I think the country needs it. I think the teams need it. It's been a tough year. It's been a miserable year. And a lot seems to be going wrong in our country right now. Again, I don't want to get political, but people need hope. And I think hockey is going to provide it. I, I, I want to see a Leaf Oilers series. I want to see, uh, I want to see the North, one of the, whatever Canadian team win the cup this year. Cause yeah. I think it'd be great for hockey. Yep. Have, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Habs leaves first round, hopefully, even though they're they're starting uh, – the Jets are really slumping right now. So the Habs are only two back at the Jets uh, this Sunday night, which is crazy. I thought, well, the Jets, you know, they lost to Nick Ehlers. Uh, that was a huge one for them. Uh, Blake Wheeler was out a little bit. It's 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 been hard for them, but let's see. You know what I'm saying? Every team's battling adversity, like the Leafs too. But um, on your note about, like, celebrating, you know what? Like, you got to have some sort of hope. Like, Ontario, like, the vaccine – situation is getting better slowly like now they vaccinated uh, 5.3 million have the first dose have the first dose 5.3 million people which is 
a very positive number. Now, I think by July, like you're, you're like these cups can be rewarded. Again, I don't want to sound like a classic Leaf fan here, but if the cups are awarded July seventeenth, then John Tavares is lifting that cup. Can you can yeah. you see can you see something going on downtown? I think so. Five point three million. Well, well, there's approximately sixteen million people in Ontario. Five point three with the first dose is pretty good. Well, we're we're May first, May second here. It's pretty good. I yeah, I think you're right. No, there definitely will be celebrations. Um, and as far as the official, if the Leafs win, if the official parade goes. Um, they might do what a Tampa Bay does. Obviously, Toronto's got a nice harbor as well. Uh, they can yeah. do something around uh, into the into the Toronto Harbor. Um. That that could happen a boat parade potentially. I just um, I just I remember when the Raptors won. Like I went downtown to celebrate with my friends, and we're all just like everybody like down there. We're just talking like, imagine if the Leafs won, it would be this on steroids. And when the Raptors won, it was crazy. There yeah. were two. There were there were two million, three million people downtown uh, in Queens Park. Like I just that's the thing. Like you're right, they can do this casual boat parade, but there's gonna be more. Like it's been it's been one hard year, and it just just imagine like after fifty. Four years, like oh yeah, if the Leafs win. I mean, forget restrictions. Everyone in their, you know, hey, everyone in their dog, everyone in their neighbor, everyone's gonna be out there, uh, in the suburbs, downtown, everywhere. They're gonna be there. It's, the the province will be really excited, and yeah, just everywhere they'll be. I think even Canada. Little... Let's be honest. There's fans of Vancouver. Too. Oh, absolutely. We, I no, see it in Rod. No, you're you're right. You're right because the the Leafs are the only team in Vancouver. Like you know, when you hit uh, visiting teams come by. Uh, you know, obviously it's going to be mostly Canucks dominated, but the Leaf fans have an ability to go to any building. And I used to think it was only in the East. I used to think it was only in Ottawa or in Buffalo or in Detroit. But it, when the Canucks play the Leafs on a Saturday night and it's a 4 p.m. game for us, the Skytrains are, you know, the, you got a lot of people wearing Leaf jerseys and the arenas, uh, you know, it's still mostly Canucks fans, but you got a sizable minority of Leaf fans up there and they're pretty loud. So it's, um, I think there's going to be celebrations, obviously, across the country, you know, on the prairies and on the, the Atlantic Canada. You got oh, a lot yeah, of fans sure, there. Uh, so, no, it'll... Pre- it'll... Right, but, but let me ask you, pre-pandemic, you go to a lot of games? Uh, no, I'd started to go go to more after in the last two years, so 2018, 2019. Uh, you know, I'd gone to a couple more games, but there was a big stretch before then that I didn't. But 2018, 2019, I did, and it was, um, you know, the, the Canucks atmosphere, I'll be honest, I'm going to be honest, it's not that great recently um 2011 obviously was great 2012 but now it's been you know one of the most more tame stadiums it's not as loud um obviously that changes in the playoffs people go crazy i mean we still have a great market don't get me wrong but if i was completely honest i think you know winnipeg is a louder fan base i would say calgary is a louder fan base uh, montreal might be louder um leafs i think would be louder the problem is their tickets are so expensive so you get a oh, lot yeah, of guys that's, in suits. that's a problem don't yeah, even I, get me started don't get yeah, me started see, with that don't get me same with, with that. Same with the Canucks. You know, Canucks and Leafs, you get a lot of corporate guys in there who aren't there for the game. They're there for the business. So um, <clears throat> that affects the atmosphere for sure. I'll never forget in the playoffs, the Leafs, uh, people were telling them, like, why don't you pump noise from outside into the building? Like, why can't you just get, like, a microphones outside and get speakers inside and just pump the noise? Because, you know, you see Maple Leafs score in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get thousands upon thousands of people just winding up to watch the game. Why don't you just pump noise from outside in there? I'm saying in the playoffs, it's usually loud. But, I, like, I started also going a few more. Like, I did not go to a lot of games because it cost an arm and a leg. And then I started going to more games. Um, it's it's really, like, it's it, – I don't want to say sad because it's not the right word. But you see these guys in suits sitting there. They're trying to get a deal done there. And, like, you see, like, guys like me or just, like, just trying to go nuts, right? Like <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's, it's – it, 100%. We, uh, you're right. The only reason I even started going to more games is because they actually had a – the Canucks weren't very good in 2018, so they weren't – because 
unlike the Leaf games here, they won't sell out if we're bad. So um, they actually had a thing in 2018, I think it was, where if they would text you on game day for last-minute deals. And so if you're in the downtown area and you want to go to a game, you can get a ticket for like 30 bucks. They won't tell you where you're sitting, but you can get some good deals. So like I, I remember I got tickets for 30 bucks, and I was 10th row behind Jacob Markstrom, and I was thrilled. Like I was so happy to be there. And then, that's uh, crazy. That's amazing. So it, you know, yeah. So it's you're right. If Canucks games cost an arm and a leg to go there, Leaf games are even more. It's terrible. Uh, it should should not be that much. But um, that's a different topic. Anyways, we're kind of running running out of time here. I want to get to your most important topic, which is how you think the playoffs are going to go. Who do you think? Who do you like going into the playoffs? And uh, how do you think they're going to go? Excellent question. Um, I don't know if you remember when we were doing our season preview. I, I told you he's going to win the North. Looks like I'm pretty. Looks like I'm doing pretty well in that projection. Um, with the Absolutely, Leafs, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I honestly think that we're coming out of the Canadian division, and I don't I, like. I don't see how we can't like our team. Uh, obviously, there's McJesus, and there's you know Drysaddle, and then there's Carey Price if he decides to show up. Um, and then there's you know there's the pesky Winnipeg Jets, who I happen to think are an excellent team, and they got some good prospects, but. I think we're coming out. Um, I think we're coming out of the Canadian division. I think, I think in uh, like just going switching gears here to the East. Like the East is one big just manhunt. Like there's five teams that deserve to be in the playoffs. There, right? The the Rangers, the Islanders, the Bruins, the Penguins, the Caps, and the Flyers. Just Carter Hart just had a rough year. It's just been injury after injury, and he just hasn't been on his game. So, um, I think honestly in that division, I honestly really do. I do. I happen to love Sid, but I think really the Penguins are coming out of there. Like they're just playing their best hockey. Crosby. I wanted to talk about this. Like I do talk about it amongst my friends. Like mm-hmm. Sid is having a phenomenal year. He hasn't played with Gino. Gino hasn't played, so he's in no second line center, and he's carrying. And everybody knows the Penguins are not a good team. And I think he should be a Hart finalist. I honestly do. Like he's averaging more than a point a game. He's like seventh or eighth in the league in scoring. He, he's carrying this really bad team, a terrible defense. They have two unproven goaltenders, and he's just carrying them, getting points. He's, he's, he's ele- he elevates Jake Kensel and Brian Rust. These guys are 20-goal guys. He makes, he makes these guys millions of dollars. Like, I think he should be getting some hard recognition. I really do. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, I agree with you. You know, Pittsburgh, I haven't followed them as closely, so, but you're right. They are a terrible team, but, you know, Sid's, uh, Sid's definitely he's, he's, having a strong year. crazy. Uh, crazy. Yeah, and no, then, 100%. And then the Pacific, like, whatever, the uh, Arizona, the California teams, Colorado, Vegas, Arizona, that division, I think Colorado's coming out of there. I don't, I, I just don't – Vegas doesn't have enough center depth, in my opinion. Like, you saw they were trying to get gets off of the deadline, which was interesting. Um, I just don't think they have the center depth to get out of there. Uh, like, Chandler Stevenson's a great player, but he can't be your second-line center. Like, he can't be playing against Nazem Kadri. Like, I remember – I still have some love for Kadri, right, since he was a Leaf. And Kadri will eat him alive. Like seriously, like he, Kadri's a much better player than him. Um, and then I think, I think, I honestly would love if Carolina came out of that Florida division. Uh, I don't know what they're, I don't know the names. Like I'm not the names are like, you know, the Central. I think it is. Um, like I love if Carolina came out, but Tampa with Kucherov, how do you doubt them? Um, yeah, and then and then we'll see. Like the final four is gonna be interesting. Hopefully, we can do a podcast before then, and we'll you know we can yeah, talk absolutely. about it. No, again. we will definitely do one before then. Um, I agree with you. Uh, how, how's Florida doing? Now? I know they were uh, you know because I had a whole bunch of Florida guys who kept picking up in fantasy. You know, uh, Vetrano and uh, I had their goalie uh, for a little while. You know, uh, and, you know, you, you know what? You know what? A great year who was a Leaf, Carter Verhage. Yeah, yeah, he's he's having an incredible year. I had him yeah. on my fantasy team too. Um, I yeah, 
I kept calling him Verghese or something like that. And I kept, <laughs> I, so I, when I lost it, I was like, I couldn't remember his name. I'm like, I had, I had Vetrano for a little bit and I had, I had their goalie, uh, Dreiger for a little bit. Uh, Dre- and, uh, yeah. Drieger. Yeah. Drieger. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I had, uh, the guy you just mentioned before, um, Brady. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, so, you know, I, I don't know how, how are they doing? Florida's doing great. You know what? Like, it's interesting. Like they, they have a mix of like veterans and stars and young players. Like they got the Horkvists, they got the Bobrovskis, but then they got Barkov and Huberto. Huberto is so underrated. Um, I think Barkov started to get the recognition he deserves, but like Huberto is really good. And Bobrovsky's had a comeback year. Ekblad has been incredible until he got I know. injured. Ek- losing Ekblad right? was there a huge problem yeah. for them, man. For he may, fans, he, but... Don't look now, but he may make Canada next year for the Olympics. He's been really good. Wow. Um, uh, and then, you know what? You know, there's a very underrated defenseman there. Um, Mackenzie Weger. Like, the least wanted to, the least tried to trade for him. I was dying for him. The guy's amazing. He's really, really good. So they have a good, they have a good mix there. They really do. They, I, I didn't know, like, they hired the new uh, GM, Bill Zito. Um, he made some interesting moves. He was about to bench Keith Yando. Remember, and the Ironman streak was going to go. And yeah. then he decided yeah. not to. And Yando's had a great year. Um, that's another spit and chicklets point there. <laughs> um, Yans has been great and they just you know what they've been a great team and they have some good they have some good rookies Owen Tippett uh, Gregory Diancinko I think his name is uh, from Russia he captained the world championships for Russia last year not this past year the year before world juniors um, they just have a good mix and they're a good team but yeah like so, yeah, they are they really are that's good who's your, who, who's your dark horse pick well it's not a dark horse pick but I, I do want to see Colorado do well. I think they were a little bit burned last year. Uh, it was unfair for them in that Dallas series. They uh yeah. Yeah, they had a lot of injuries and uh I think call cuz I had Colorado winning the cup last year in my bracket so I thought you know and they they were I think a good team. They just got uh, unlucky there against Dallas and obviously Dallas went on to lose in the finals to Tampa so Right. <laughs> I would like to see Colorado do well. Vegas you can never discount them cuz they're a gritty team. They're a tough team. Uh, they play as a unit, um, and they do. Just, they do. They, but and you know, what? everyone hates them. I, I gotta hate them too because you know they're. You got a couple guys in there that like to chirp, and they're always. Uh, yeah, I remember they were like, you know, they were taunting the Canucks last time. Ryan Reeves is a great track talker, great fighter. Um, so I yeah, Revo Revo's a beauty. He is. He's yeah, a I think a lot of people look at that team, and I do too. And I'm thinking, you know what? You guys are what like three years in the league. You're not. Uh, it's not your time yet. So I would like to see Colorado do well. Obviously, I'd like to see the, all of our Canadian teams do well. I think the Leafs doing well would be good for the Canada. Uh, Oilers, I you know, I how can you not right like watch McDavid play in night and night out, and he's he he might hit what is it like he's got eighty seven points right now. He might hit a hundred points in fifty six games or something. Um, yeah, it's incredible, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. You know what? Like, I just want to say regarding Vegas. Vegas is the problem with Vegas too is that they're developing this um, they're developing this reputation where they just like. Like, Paul Stassen signed a deal there, and they realized, like, they're just trying to sign all these big names, like Petrangelo. Like, they didn't necessarily – they have a stud back there on the on the blue line there. Theodore's unbelievable. Um, they didn't need Petrangelo, but, like, they, they shipped off Paul Stassen. Like, I don't – like, players are nervous. Like, they're not – like, they need no trade clauses to play there because Vegas will just dump you if they, don't, if they don't have caps – like, if they don't have cap space. Like, they just move players. Like, that's the other problem. Like, they don't – like they don't keep like they signed Paul Stastny. They were I don't know if you remember they were about to move Max Pacioretty at the beginning of the year. Like oh, yeah. it's crazy, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's crazy. I keep forgetting Petrangelo's on Vegas too. You still yeah. you just think of that guy as a blue, and then you know I, I realized they took him last year, and yeah, obviously that got his Nate Schmidt, but uh, 
Yeah, Nate, but hey, he's been, you know what, regarding the Canucks, like, you want to talk about those past uh, the past couple of games of the Leafs, like, quickly. Um, I, I, first of all, by the way, that Adam got debt trade, that was, like, that was interesting. I don't know what, like, Jim Benning was thinking there. Well, I think in the in the case of Jim Benning, no one knows what he's thinking anymore. This guy, <laughs> he's, so Jim Benning's interesting. He came in at the wrong time. Like, well, he came in 2014, like, right at the end of the year. Um, when it was, uh, you know, the, the team brought in Linden just to lift fan spirits up. He wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't supposed to be there for any long-term thing, but he was there for a couple of years. Um, and then people, we accidentally made the playoffs that year and in 2015. And I gave people this hope that, you know what, we, we don't need to rebuild. We can just tool off on the fly. So we, so we continued to go for it. And then I remember they signed Ryan Miller. They signed, uh, who else did they sign? Um, Brandon Sutter. Uh, hey, I Sutter, hey, Sutter's a good player, by the way. Like he's a yeah, good player. He, I like him. We call him meat and potatoes here in uh, in Vancouver. People like him. You know, he's just gritty meat and potatoes kind of guy. Um, yeah. And who else did they take? The problem took, is, uh, you know, the problem is. Sorry to interrupt you for ten seconds, quick. Uh, the problem I wanted to bring up to you, which I noticed with the Canucks. So uh, one of my friends actually pointed it out to me, and he's totally valid about this. The Canucks have too many guys who are making three and a half million bucks. Like you have too many of those. You got to have your like the Leafs have this system. And yes, the Leafs overpaid a little bit, but I always defend Kyle. I'm a huge Kyle Dubas guy, and I always defend him about this. Like, Kyle is 100% right. Like, Kyle, when he signed these guys, he was like, because the NHL was about to go, right? This is pre pandemic. The NHL was about to sign yeah. a new TV, deal, new TV deal in the States. And they're like, and Kyle's like, listen, the cap's going to go up 10 million. I'm going to look like a genius. I'm going to be able to sign Petrangelo in two years because the cap's going to keep on going up because we're going to get this new TV deal and, and fans and, and merchandise and everything's going up and up and up because it was going up, right? Like really going up till the pandemic. Right. So yeah. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's vision was that, okay, cap's going up. So let me sign these guys. And he just got totally screwed with Corona. Absolutely. So no, you're, yeah. Yeah. So like regarding the Canucks, like you guys signed like, um, a couple, like, like, like Jay Beagle's a good player, but he, I, I don't remember the exact term you gave him, but you gave him, Gave him good money. Like you gave him a little bit too much for a fourth line center, right? Like exactly. We no, need we, a, our our bottom six needs to retooling for sure. A re, a completely, you know, restarting. Obviously, like, people were upset also at the Pearson contract. Pearson got a, a, a you know, I, they gave Tanner Pearson three million dollars, um, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and everyone was saying, yeah. uh, you know, and then obviously Tanner Pearson scores all these goals against the Leafs, and everyone's just like. Oh my God! You know, like, I I remember tweeting like, you know, Jim Benning must be thrilled because this guy's finally scoring. <laughs> uh, Pearson's a great player, uh, and he plays well with Bo. I like watching him play, but he's not worth three and a half million or whatever right. they gave him. And you could have had Toffoli, right? Imagine you would have kept like Toffoli would have been huge for you guys. Yeah, no, I'll, yeah, Toffoli would have been huge. Also, the other thing that uh, really the Canucks really screwed up on, and especially Benning, is he he totally did not manage free agency well last year. I, I can't remember if we ever talked about this, but. You know, for example, Troy Stetcher wanted to stay, hometown kid, and like they never called him, so he signed with Detroit, like literally. Uh, to Foley, I yeah, you know, I don't know if they ever contacted him either. Um, there were some interesting stories about To Foley. You there's a lot of he, there's a lot of stories. Yeah. I remember some people said he left because you know fans were always on Twitter like messaging his uh, his wife saying like, oh, yeah. can you get uh, To Foley to stay? Uh, but I I think it's a little bit of everything. But uh, yeah, yeah, no. You know who's a player though? You know who's a player? Who? Hoglander. Hoglander. I love him. I oh love yeah. Him. Oh, absolutely. He's a real player. He is. He is. He's really fun to watch. And uh, uh, you know, I, obviously the Canucks have some exciting players coming up. You know, uh, and uh, it'll be great to watch. Pat Colson. Let's put Colson ready. Put Colson. Uh, yeah. He, he'll. He's well. He's in the KHL right now. And uh, when's his contract up? Uh, I 
I'd have to check on that one. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, interesting. And then there's um, you know what? There's one sad one there. Like I just I always regret because I just remember this team. Like I remember the London Knights with Marner, Kachuk, and Devo, Dvorak, that first line. Uh, mm-hmm. They were un- they were unbelievable. Um, they were they remember when they won the Memorial Cup, um, like they were amazing. So he yeah, their captain of that team. I don't know if you remember was Ali Levy, and I was so excited because I thought he was gonna be a stud. And when you guys signed him, like I was like, when you guys sorry drafted him fifth overall, I was like, my gosh, this kid's gonna be amazing. And he just what happened? He lost his game, like. Yeah, he, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's starting to crack the team now, at least. So it's not like he, you know, he just died in the minors or something. He's he didn't, I mean, right. in the minors, but, but yeah, no, it's not the same, but we got, you know, Jack Rathbone coming out of the, the collegiate system in Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah. Um, By the way, uh, Pat Colson's going to be a training camp next year. They just, uh, they announced, I just realized, I just oh, checked. Okay, yeah, like, that's good to hear. That's not, that's yeah. good. So uh, no, yeah, you know, they got, they got a couple players still coming up, but anyways, man, I, we got a way over time now. We got to cut it off, but any last thing you want to get in there? Yeah, last thing. I want to know your thoughts on one leaf because uh, we didn't really talk about the Leafs much. Okay. Uh, how about Rasmus Sandin? Oh man, yeah, he's been he's been really good for them. I, I th- all these guys, you know, like you know, they're they're lesser known guys that you know the Leafs have picked up, uh, and that's why you keep saying they're a complete team. And I agree with you. You know, you look at a guy like you know Pierre Engvall. I'd never heard of the guy, but he's been playing terrific. Uh, yeah. Wayne Simmons you know, is a guy we do know, and he's coming to answer the bell. He's tough and uh, he's gritty, and I think he'll be note, very good for the Leafs. Right. On that note, lastly, like you're talking about the Leafs, like that's another thing. Kyle Dubas, like every the past two drafts that he's like, he's getting legit prospects late. Like he, he, like he, he, he would became, I think the Leafs hired him in 2014, and he had one player I'll never forget because I'm a huge fan of this player. I remember him in Regina with Sam Steele. Um, he had one player on his draft board that he wanted to take, and mm-hmm. it was Adam. It was Adam Brooks, and he got him in the fourth round. And look at Brooks. Yeah, no, it's uh, you're right. That with with his two with his two dads there, Jumbo and Spezza. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, I, yeah. Jumbo Joe's gonna be fun to watch in the playoffs too. I think, uh, you know, he's the kind of player that you know he's had some success playing up front with Matthews and all, but in the playoffs, he's the kind of leader that they need. I I, I yeah. think they need they need him, and obviously Spezza, right? That's the guy. Is another Battle guy of Ontario days. A lot of time. You know, seeing him on the other side of the, the hey, you, you know what? This is important to fit in. You see what he did. You see that. You see that. You see that pleasure. That cause that he did for the Leafs. Like, what? What a what a what a human being. Honestly, he uh, they, he 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 organized the Leafs to chip in. I don't know if you saw this on headlines last week. He organized the Leafs to chip in. Everybody chipped in part of their salary and gave money to the Marlies. What a what a yeah. Guy. That's that's fantastic because minor hockey's in trouble. You know they can't play right. Obviously, all yeah. the leagues down there. Uh, AHL and obviously yeah the AHL uh, these these kids these these players got families you know like they're these journeyman AHL players like they got families and another thing about Spezza he's thirty four points away from a thousand and he'll hopefully hit that next season with the with the Leafs and it's exciting times here in the six gearing up for the I, I agree with you that's we'll end on that that's definitely I would like to see Jason Spezza hit a thousand points that'd be fantastic yeah um, well anyway, anyway Bob thanks so much appreciate yeah, no, Mark, it we'll thanks so much for talking I know we it's you know it's, we haven't done an episode in a while but always good talking to you. We'll continue talking, continue talking throughout the playoff run, and uh, obviously, I really appreciate this episode. We got a lot of the business side covered, so I always appreciate talking about that side of the game. So, thanks for coming on.